I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, some creative nudges and prompts, and nooks and crannies and lemon curd and crumpets and filling space and all the things in between. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 463, Nooks and Crannies. Had to look through my notes before I started to find what the title might be, and those words jumped out. So we'll go with that. It has been a while. A lot of shows start that way. This feeling of molasses is thick and sticky. It's not necessarily comfortable, but it's been a while. In the space between the last show and this one, I've been keeping on keeping on. I hope you have to. Been doing my thing. I hope you have to. Doing all of the things I encourage all of you to do. Keeping habits and routines that matter to me which means drawing every day, filling space, making notes, watching ink spread on a page, and trying to somehow center myself in the endless spiral. This show isn't really a regular show. And sometimes when that happens, when I know that's happening, When I think, okay, I really, really, really want to be there, and I just start letting myself write, and it ends up not being what really you might expect, sometimes that happens, it makes it harder to show up. And so the words and the show, it sort of sits there because I can't get past it until I do it, and yet doing it, there's this level of awkward this level of vulnerability, this level of who in the world would care, this level of what makes you think you should or can or need to do this. I don't know. So it isn't necessarily what you expect. There isn't a numbered list of steps you can take to be more creative this week. Well, maybe I should stop and do that list. I think I will. That might make what comes after feel more valid. It might feel more like a show but it isn't a regular show. There are book reviews to come later, lots of books being read, but no books in this show. The CMP Book Club is proving to be a lot of fun. It's sometimes hard to get something like that rolling. I have wanted to do it for a really long time or wanted to find someone to read with, and so I appreciate those who are helping to try and make this happen. And I appreciate those of you who already are reading along each month. We read Authenticity Project, and then The Keeper of Lost Things, and then The People We Keep, and this month, Kitchen Front. If you are interested in reading along with us, the book boats and discussions are happening asynchronously in the Facebook group. And so that's an easy way for everyone to drop by on the discussion day and chime in, share quotes, share impressions, answer some questions. Just a good way to wrap up your reading of a book and 
see what other people thought. It's sort of nice. So if you're interested, please do consider joining us. If you'd like to read along, you will need to join the Facebook group. I've started a new long fantasy series, a massive one actually, and I'm really enjoying it so far. As part of that, I found a podcast where two guys sit and chat about the book, the first book, two chapters at a time. So each podcast episode is two chapters of this really long first book. And I think they went on and they're in the second book now. And so I have a lot to look forward to. And I love it. It's informal. One reader has read the book, the first book, multiple times. I think he has said this is his sixth reading. And the other reader is new to the series. And so they just talk about it. They go through the chapters, what happened, what they love, what they observe, what connections they make, what things emerge and come up about this world and society that is being built and outlined and delineated in this story. It's beautifully casual. I like it. If you're familiar with the phrase buddy read, it's definitely that. It's basically a buddy read turned into a podcast, and I love it. I love it. I would love to have done something like that. I am enjoying listening to these two guys. I appreciate their casual friendship that makes it an easy listen, too. They're just really down to earth, and it's kind of nice. So if you find yourself reading a really long series, you should check because it's not the first time I have run into a read-along format like this for a podcast. So a short list to keep you inspired this week, because this is the Creativity Matters podcast. Well, actually, I posted a list recently of things to oh, kickstart or gamify your creativity in April. I've talked about year and month lists before pretty often. Those have become super important to me and for me. I find lists like that helpful. And this year, every month, I sort of make this little list of things that I might try and do. And when I don't know what to do or feel myself floundering, I look at the list. And I think, okay, what can I do? And how many of these things can I fit in? It's sort of nice. It just gives you a way to coordinate what you're doing and sort of pick and choose. There's this a la carte. Well, what could I do that I might not normally do? I might not do the things on that list, and it wouldn't matter if I didn't do them. So having the list just adds this layer, this mesh that I can sort of drape over the month, and I kind of like it. I find that smorgasbord approach fun. It helps me battle what is somehow similar to inertia <laughs> and to gravity. So helps me battle gravity. We depend on gravity, of course, but we don't want to always be just weighed down, locked into place and really confined by circumstance and routine. So if there are simple ways to reach beyond that, it typically is a good thing. So this month, I made a slightly external list. I was going to make a list. And so I worked pretty hard, actually, to try and find things that I felt were general enough to be appealing to a wide range of people and would still fit with the things I wanted to do for the month. It is a list that I focused on creative life with a smidge of affirmation and self-care. I probably 
overweighted it a bit on the drawing side because I figure the people who might be interested in it when I shared it would be creatives. So I did that. It also made it a little less vulnerable somehow and maybe a little more universal in its own way. So this list exists. You can find it out there in social media. So that's the first suggestion today. Go look at that list, read it. How does it make you feel? What happens when you read through those things? It's not 100 things, it's not 50, there aren't even 30. What happens when you look through those? Do you think, oh, yeah, I could do that. Oh, okay, yeah, I could see fitting that in. That might be fun. What happens? How does it make you feel? Could you do some of those things? Could you do all of them? Could you track it? Would you enjoy tracking it? Would it be sort of like a game to you? Can I do them all? What will I do now? What will I do next? How will I document it? Do I want to just check them off? Do I want to draw something? Do I want to write something? What do I want to do? Do you want to rewrite the list itself? For some people, that's a really mindful thing to do. Just rewrite things. Do you want to do one of the things today? What could you do today? Today, this afternoon? or tomorrow. Most of these things don't require planning. Could you drive a different direction, park, walk around a different neighborhood, walk around the block? What might you see? Maybe you'll snap photos. Maybe you'll make a video. Maybe you'll stop right there and draw something. Could you work in a stop at the library and check out a volume of poetry? Could you pick up a new tea at the grocery store? Take a look at the list. The things are simple. They don't require a lot of time or planning. And in most cases, they don't require money or extra materials. The tea might be one of the exceptions. There's nothing super crazy on there. It is not a crazy list. And it isn't a to-do list in the let's be adults and pay this bill, do that, make this appointment, lose weight, try and exercise more, go speak to a stranger list, see if you can find a friend, make a friend, go way out of your comfort zone doing this or that. It's not that kind of list. Simple, simple things. In the mix of what you already do and what you already have planned and what you already have to do, because I know we all have to do a lot of things. Draw a hand or draw a teacup, make a playlist, sing out loud, simple things. So I hope to continue with those. I hope to continue with those monthly. It's vulnerable. Somehow this list is super vulnerable. It's really hard. Lots of people share different lists like this. Almost there are so many of all of these kinds of nudges and prompts and lists that we're all just flooded by all the things we could do. So I do hope to continue, partly because I'm finding personal value in doing these on my own. And I'm always looking for a community of people who want to do things like this, who have an interest in tracking their lives, simplifying their lives, thinking about their lives, drawing and journaling and chronicling their lives, and connecting with other people who have similar desires. So I do hope to continue that just as I have continued with the Illustrate Your Week prompts. Once I start things, they seem to just go on. Also, I mentioned the book club, and I hope someone hearing this might be tempted. We've had so many good books in our polls each month, 
But beyond that, I have also continued to try and draw with people on the weekends. And I've opened things up now and again this year for others to join in because I would like to have more people drawing with me and with us. So if you're interested in drawing with people in a really casual way, we chat, we draw, we each work on something, and we talk about creativity, about life, about books, about TV. It's really informal. So make sure you sign up for the mailing list if you're interested. You might also drop me a message just to let me know, but I will be sharing the dates via the email list. As a majorly shy person, I try and make it easy for people to be a part of the group. Though it is really low-key, and I am grateful for the people who enjoy drawing with me and enjoy drawing together and who continue to make that a part of their lives and their creative lives. So informally, that is three things on this list to start out this show. Consider the book club because reading along transforms how you feel about reading and can really liven up your reading life, I think. Number two, take a look at the creative list because you might want to play along. You can jump in at any time, do what you can in April, and then be ready for May. We'll do it again. Number three, think about taking the plunge to try the drawing group because I would love to draw with you. I love to draw. I find it really exciting and fun to draw with other people. There is something about the social aspect of it that's really nice. But because we're drawing, it's also less pressure-oriented. We're working. We can look down. We can just listen. We can nod. We can talk. It's really casual. So a few more. Number four, draw the cover of your book this weekend. I read on Kindle a lot and I listen to a lot of books too. And I miss sometimes seeing the covers. If you are an e-reader, grab a cover image online and draw it. Number five, sit in a different chair today. Move your space in your room, switch rooms, go to the different side of the room, sit to either read or knit or sew or draw. We oftentimes have one spot and we always sit there. So change it up, move. It's really simple. Just try a different chair or try a different room. Just the act of moving can change your perspective, change the air, and give you a new view. Number six, make a list of two or three projects you want to do that you've put off, two or three things you might want to try that you've put off, and two or three projects that you started but that you haven't finished. Is one of the unfinished projects something you could bring back into your daily mix? Is one of the projects you want to do something you could put on a mental list as something to start once this or that has happened or on this date? So it might be after I finish that, I'm going to start this. And that might be just the kind of gamification you need. Or it might be that you make a different deal once I deal with this thing that I really don't want to do, I'm going to start this new project or start this new journal or open a new sketchbook. Or maybe it's once you pay this or go to that appointment or finish your taxes or something like that, then you have this little bit of a reward, this thing you want to start. It especially works if you're somebody who loves to start things. That would be me. Number seven, take a selfie and post it on your social media Introduce yourself, show yourself, claim your space as you are 
right now, I really do more and more think that regular people, those of us who are just regular people, need to take a selfie and post it once a month or something and say, hey, I'm a real person here. Behind all these other things, whatever it is I share, I'm a person. This is me. This is who I am today. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Number eight, turn on a playlist or a book on tape or a podcast and fill a page in your journal with lines. You guessed it. Just make lines. What shape do your lines take? Are they hatching? Are they straight? Do you cross perpendicularly? Do you just do parallel lines? Which direction? Are they sideways? Are they up and down? Are they diagonal? If you do two layers of hatching, what do you typically do? How do you typically approach that? Or do you do circles? Do you do squares? Do you just fill negative space? Or do you draw shapes? How do you doodle? Do you do flowers? Do you do monsters? What do you do? How do you fill space? If you just start filling the space, what do you do? If you already have a page started in your journal or your sketchbook or your bullet journal, just mark off an area or use a margin on one of the sides and just fill it. Just focus on watching the lines. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Just watch what happens and fill space. So that is a small list. A small list. I feel vindicated. It is a regular sort of CMP show. Because we need to hear these lists again and again and again. There are no new wheels. It's not something you probably haven't heard before. I've said most of those things before. We need to hear these things again and again and again. We never know when the right moment might be that we hear something and it really lands. Or it might be just what we need in that moment. So that's it. A small list. And now, on with the other part of this show, which is not a regular show, but a show that is mostly about language and sound, the spilling of words and the clearing of cobwebs. When I started these notes, I typed episode 163. Mm -hmm. And it took me a second looking at that on the screen, sort of vacantly looking at it, and then hearing the number in my head, 163. It took me a minute to realize, no, that's not right. Not 163, this is 463. So many numbers, things we count Dates we number, dates we remember, numbers we try and keep in mind or tally, mark off, track, tabulate. How many years since this or that or until this or that? How many months, weeks, days? Sometimes people want to plan into the future and more and more I'm like, no, I can't see that far yet. I can't see past this hurdle that due date, that decision, that waiting game, this set of to-dos, what will happen then and then and then. I can't see that far ahead. I can't see past these things. I lose track way before I get X months into the future. I don't know how to plan with you June and July and August because I can't see yet past April or May. I called to take care of an order recently and was told, oh, we see your son is 18 now. We can't talk to you. 
numbers. How many of this or that did you apply to? And do you? And how many have you heard from? And when is the deadline? And how much dates, numbers, plotting coordinates, rating for today? A six, a seven, a three, a four, a four, the size of that sketchbook and that one and that one, a series of them during a series of days, a series of days being counted and being shared, part of a week, part of a month, part of a year, a series of special days, finally settling in. A four, then a three, bigger, 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 and yet the struggle to fill, the struggle sometimes and yet the desire, the need to fill the nooks and crannies, a crumpet and lemon curd approach to journaling, playing with language, with numbers, with the sound of the words, a solo game. Why so many solo games? Games of solitaire, a wordle a day, then a quirtle, and also an octurtle, and now a nurdle, every day a routine games of language and sound, hiding one's eyes, looking into the too bright late afternoon light, blindingly bright, driving another block and into a patch of shadow, struggling to bring the world back into focus. I struggle to fill pages some days, but the drawings bring a measure of calm. I know the drawings bring a measure of calm. I return again and again and again to the drawings and to the filling of space. Quote, stories hold us together. Stories teach us what is important about life, why we are here and how it is best to behave, and that inside us we have access to treasure in memories and observations, in imagination, end quote, Anne Lamott. Always looking for that treasure, trying to believe that treasure is within reach for all of us, not just for a few. That quote redefines the goal. The treasure is within each of us. This internal treasure within each of us. Is it enough? To what degree is our creative output an attempt to make meaning, to track, to understand, to share, to convey, to weave story? To what extent is our creative output a desire to quiet the voice, the internal voice, to fill the time and space, to hide from the bright light or the darkness or the fine line between? One, two, three, four, left, right, up, down, diagonal, hop, skip, jump. I stumbled over jump roping at Instagram last month mesmerizing. I spent way too long considering it. One of my stitch journal icons last week was a unicorn, and I didn't make it up. I had contemplated a unicorn. I had figured I would have to manufacture a reason for a unicorn just because. But then driving in to get gas one afternoon, I passed a man hurrying up the street with a white unicorn pinata. Perfect. You can't help but wonder briefly in that moment. Think about who those people are. The wonder and the whimsy. A unicorn pinata. The charm of it. I have fallen behind on the stitch journal. Not given up. I have not thrown in the towel, but I have fallen behind. Most days, the icon has become even more of a struggle than I thought. Much, much harder most days than I 
thought it might be. Even when I write a small summary of each day, which I try to do every day, most days no visual nugget pops out to be pinned into place with needle and thread as something from the day, part of a bunch of other-stitched somethings from the year. But sometimes, tiny moments of whimsy, fleeting fragments of magic, of something unexpected, unexplored, unbidden, secret, and universal at the same time. They are the treasure. And when I find them, I'm so happy that there is something concrete for the day. I can't stitch the squeal of my brakes, the heartache of this or that, the anxiety. But I drove past a house with a giant red and white mushroom in the front yard, a tiny front yard filled by a large mushroom statue of some kind. I only caught a glimpse as I was driving by. Driving by, I look over, mushroom, giant mushroom. I was in a line of moving cars. I wish I'd gotten a picture. I didn't, but I know I saw it. Giant red and white mushroom. It was there. And a lobster. A lobster because of a food truck waiting for a party because it would have taken as much time to drive home and back again as just to wait. The balance of the two sides of the moment. A lobster roll for one with many memories of Maine. And a whoopie pie to boot. And a pizza for one, a good old pizza in a sea of exotic food options. They had white pizza. They had pesto pizza. I bolstered my nerve, got up my gumption. Can I get a white pizza with pesto sauce? This did not seem unreasonable to me. Uh, I waited. You want what? A white pizza with pesto sauce. Uh... This is a food truck. It's a food truck. One person taking orders, one person making the food right next to him. But figuring out how to put that order in seemed to cause a total system failure. Ah, it's okay if you can't do it. I backtrack. I completely backtrack. It's okay. It's okay. Just a white pizza is fine. Ah. The stretching of time. There were so many people everywhere. I waited, uncomfortable that I had asked. In this ultra-hip environment, I assumed it would be so easy to get what I wanted. To get something off-menu, but kind of totally possible. You just want a four-cheese pizza, right? I had asked for a white pizza, and I wondered if we'd lost that, too. I scrambled to find it on the menu. Yeah, that's right, a four-cheese white pizza. Minutes later, number 39, I didn't worry about the points, the calories, the this or the that. But was it really number 39? It seems so. That seems odd. It seems so. But when numbers in life repeat, it often throws me. Out of all the numbers, 39. I found the receipt later stuck in my pocket. It was indeed 39. The same numbers over and over again. Addresses, birth dates, phone numbers, special numbers. How many times do you catch your birth date when you glance at a clock? It always feels random, but it somehow feels like, oh, just like when you catch 1111, right? Or 333. Numbers, the lobster roll, the whoopie pie, I thought they were marshmallow inside, which is why I don't eat them. 
Apparently they are buttercream frosting. I'm so confused. I still wouldn't eat it, but it is odd to have misremembered that. Did I ever know? Did I forget? I don't know. What was the name of the shop where we used to get those? I know the coffee, it was Carpe Diem, but the shop, what was the name of it? It was something else. I feel like it started with a B. It's not much to go on, and searching tells me the shop I remember from 21 or more years ago must not be there. Must not be there now. I hate it when things like that disappear from memory, and you can't trace or track them down to get it out of your head. I searched for a really long time one time to try and find the name of a sandwich shop that used to be in the airport. And I don't think I ever found it. They had a favorite sandwich. So I would just like to have closed the book and remembered the name. In this case, my brain kept trying to pull up the name of this little bakery in Maine. It was on the tip of my tongue for days. I thought it was on the tip of my tongue. And then I thought, it's just really lost. And then suddenly, a week later, I tried again, and I found it. And once I found it, I knew I found it, but part of me still was like, hmm, was that really it? I think our worlds are supposed to continue to grow, to expand, to make room for a lifetime of adventuring and wanting and doing and learning and seeing and remembering. And yet, I think mine continues to shrink. This awareness of shrinking scares me. I wonder sometimes if mostly there is just an empty shell, a process of emptying. If more and more, that is what remains, is this shell. This ghost-like image of what used to be. I feel emptied out. Simplifying life, it's good. Mindfulness, it's good. All the anxiety, it's not good. Being content with what you have, it's good. And yet how boring I am. How much less likely I will ever find the things I've been looking for. How little I have to talk about. How little I have to connect over. I still think I have something to offer though. That is that inner part, that core, that part that just refuses to completely give up. But the erosion of spirit and soul, it's real, is something that some of us battle against over and over and over again. We walk up the hill, we fall back down, we walk up again, we fall back down. Any news? No good news. If we win the lottery, I'll let you know. Does that mean you bought a ticket? Nope spaces to fill. In another drive, I saw a star hanging in a window, a red star, elongated, dimensional. I had the sense it was a paper star, but really big. I wanted to be able to stop and get a photo, just like the mushroom. Other people's windows always intrigue me. They have through the entire lifetime of this podcast. They enchant me. Our windows are pretty much like everything else. I don't want anyone to look. On a walk the other day, I looked down and saw a tomato red dot. It stopped me. I bent over to snap a photo. A tiny ladybug nestled in the nook and cranny of the asphalt. In all of that expanse of asphalt, I noticed this tiny speck of red. That it stopped me in my tracks. It's mind-boggling. These specks become the things to stitch or to draw. 
but they are surface-level sightings or stand-ins for a day. The emptiness underrides that. It grows. In the last few weeks, I found myself filling space again and again and again in my journal with hatching or with small circles, just trying to eat up the space. It's mindful, yes, but it's confusing. The shift in the pages and the layout and how the space fills has been subtle. Sometimes I flip back to the first pages and then to now, and I can't pinpoint the differences but I feel it and I see it and I can't quite figure out how the changes have happened, what exactly caused them, or even how to get back. Sometimes I'm not sure we can get back. A series of small changes propels us into a different approach and aesthetic, and sometimes we can't get back. So I'm struggling with the space a bit, and I'm also trying to think about what happens next. I know how many weeks there are, how many weeks of the book and how many weeks before my birthday and trying to think through what I want to do and what might work, what I want to do next. And yet I also really want to do a flip through. I want to show this giant book. I've for the most part loved it. It doesn't mean I have managed to fill every small space. I haven't. Some weeks there's a lot of blank space, but something happens every day, even if it's just a word or two or a note or a quote or a line or some circles. So I continue to draw the circles or lines, hatch, fill things in, and mostly I'm okay with that. I'm worried about the emptiness, about the stillness, about lack, about lack rather than enough. Empty is not enough. And zero is not enough. In categories where you might need one or two, zero is not enough. Being appreciative of enough is a really good approach to life and difficult for a lot of people. Learning to accept and sit with enough can be really hard. But zero is not enough. And so that is it for today. That is it for episode 463. I warned you, not a regular show. I don't exactly know, except these are my shows. And there is something so important in the writing of these kinds of shows and in speaking them, hearing them. They often meander and take a turn. And sometimes at the end, they even take a new turn right before I decide to record. And they have a life of their own. They capture something important. They hook into the creative life and to memory and to living and aging and all of those things. And maybe something in them resonates for you. So thank you for listening today. If you made it this far, thank you. I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. You can find musings on life and light in my alt account, oamyoamy100. And then the Creativity Matters podcast account is where I post the Illustrate Your Week prompts every Sunday. So the prompts right now are still for a week at a time, posted on Sundays. The Facebook group is the Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook if you're interested in some of the other things I mentioned, like the book club. 
And thank you to those of you who support the show or my ink habit in any way. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.